He's got him now! He's got him now! Aspey had an answer for the Cobra Flosion! Here we go! Does Akad have an answer for this? We welcome you to a very special pro wrestling moment news bonus show. What a terrible start. Dan Phillips is with me. How you doing, Dan? Well, okay. <laughs> what, what time did you finish watching the G1 final? Let's get on, let's get on straight on it. I, I, I watched it at the time. You watched watch it live. It when it happened. I've yeah. just finished. We're going to talk about in this show, we're going to talk about, Dan doesn't know this yet, we'll talk about this final. We're also going to touch on CM Punk and also Kenny Omega as well. So stick with us. We were recording in a bit uh, some UWF shows. We thought, as there's so much going on, why don't we whack a little show out? I must be honest, I'm struggling because my heart is beating out of my chest and I'm so unbelievably gutted what's just happened. So why don't I run through it? And then we haven't spoken about this at all off air. So... Literally, what time did this finish? Probably one o'clock, something like that? One thirty. Yeah, yeah, so now we're recording yeah. at 10 to 4. So a few hours ago, basically, Will Ospreay took on Kazuchika Okada in the final of the 32nd G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, before the match, uh, Chris Charlton did a phenomenal job on commentary. I should add, Dan, I've actually written my notes for this rather than typed it for the first time, other than a three-form. So you go, I'm, I'm not, it's not something I'm going to do going forward, but I, I thought it was easier to set my laptop up. So before the bell, as I said, Chris Charlton did a great job with these guys just kind of making this feel massive. And also, a lovely touch, World of Stardom champion Suri and former Wonder of Stardom champion Julia presented each man with flowers beforehand. And I got a real kick out of this. Um, the crowd, this I just thought this was, just felt huge. And I, obviously, I feel pretty invested in Osprey and I think he's my favourite current wrestler. Talked about that previously. Um, you know, I've fought for the rights and wrongs of some of the stuff that he's been involved with, which I'm not going to get into. Um, he's a kid that's made a lot of mistakes and he's owned up to it and apologised. And we've seen him. I've seen him. You've seen him a lot at York Court. I've seen him since he was probably 2021 there. So um, I'm with him. I was. I really wanted him to win this match. Um, the crowd were oohing and aahing all over the place after 18 minutes. And they, they paid. They, they did behave relatively okay. But let's, let's, I mean, it's probably not unfair to say that they shun some of the rules around making noise with their voices um and this this 18 minute mark was after a superb exchange of shots with osprey firing up after looking kind of half dead there's an okada drop kick counter off an oz cutter in 24 minutes that literally had me jumping out of my seat it was incredible osprey hit a high fly flow for a near fall and then a styles clash for another near fall basically playing off the storyline that he'd been studying others who had beaten okada and this led to the biggest spot of the match up to this point um when basically i'm uh osprey i'm getting all my my o's mixed up osprey hit a, a v trigger knee went for the one win angel uh, but then okada reversed it um, and hit the rainmaker but will kicked out um and there was just voices could be heard and it's such a uh, it's, it's for people that haven't watched Japanese wrestling over the last couple of years since the pandemic, it's, it's difficult to 
put over what this means to hear their voices because we've watched so we've watched hours and hours of product and the voices are coming through even though they're not supposed to be yet the voice is coming through and it feels like this is getting you know somewhat back to normality um basically i was you know this was around the 28 minute mark where this uh this kick out of the rainmaker and i was physically shaking um osprey reversed the rainmaker attempt into a spanish fly which was absolutely brilliant just under the 30 minute mark but unfortunately okada eventually pinned osprey with another rainmaker following yet another out of this world exchange so okada wins g132 in 33 minutes and 53 seconds this is this for me is the second best best match of 2020 i can barely even speak um, the only thing that's better than this all year for me is Oku versus uh, Osprey that we watch live. This is the definition of must-watch. This is one of the best matches in the history of professional wrestling. This was absolutely incredible. Dan, what did you think? Oh, no. You didn't <laughs> like it? it was a pro- oh. <laughs> okay. How can I word this? Um, You're going to say like it. It, was too, it was too long and it was a bit slow in parts. No, I'm not. Okay. I was going to say... I'm going to say that yes, it is. It was incredible, and it is a must-watch. However, from the moment Osprey hit Okada with the move on the apron, he then hit a series of big finishers. He utilised other people's finishers. He used his own finishers, and Okada kicked out every time. Yeah. Uh, too much. The only thing he didn't kick um, out hit, of was... He the, hit Osprey with... So I was going to say, the only thing he didn't yeah. kick out was the Stormbreaker shit, which Osprey hasn't used all, all tournament. But he hit him with the Rainmaker. So so Osprey literally was, you know, absolutely dominant, battering him. Akada's kicking out absolutely everything. Um, Osprey kicked out a couple of things, and a one Rainmaker got... Bang. Oh no, he, yeah. he did kick out of he did kick out of one big rainmaker and he, yeah, he, and he but, got up after a few clotheslines. But yeah, I know if you're, if you're a neutral looking at that, you're saying, okay, so I've just put it here. So a card is if I'm watching that and I haven't watched it before, I'm going, oh, this guy's obviously never lost then. He he couldn't possibly have ever lost. Hmm. How could he ever have lost? Because he is literally down, he's just gone in that match and kicked out of everything. It was too much. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it becomes more of a um this is really weird to say, but it feels obviously we know it's predetermined, but for me, it felt even more predetermined because it's like he's winning, you two go and do whatever you want, but Osprey, but Osprey whatever you do to him, he will kick out. Mm. So, therefore, my view should be to make that a bit more believable and a bit more legit. There's no way Osprey should have been, a, been able to do that many moves on him and then just have him kick out to me. It makes Osprey look so weak. Well, you I think the, all of their moves, and this guy's kicking out. He hits you with a few. Bang! See ya. I think the story is that Okada's got Will Osprey's number. So Osprey's beating everybody else, apart from Omega, because mm. they weren't, they didn't cross paths. He's beating Ibushi, beating Takagi, people that have beaten Okada, but he can't beat Okada, and that's the story, basically, isn't it? That he can maybe, whatever maybe he throws that's it. Maybe that's what. I mean, I've just put some of the things I just put. But uh, just, just can... one second, Dan. I thought Osprey was going to win. So until the end, I shouted. No, I, see, I didn't. See, I thought I was supposed to win the whole way through. I thought they go in a different direction here. Okada's won it last year. I don't think they're going to do Okada and White. Tokyo Dome, 4th of January show is only one night again. So it's very simple storylines. I was thinking Jay White and Osprey's a new match. I was. I thought Osprey, until he hit that final Rainmaker, I shouted out, no, because I thought that was going to be the finish. And it was. 
Um, but I thought I thought Osprey was going to win. But it's interesting that you you thought the opposite by the sounds of things. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'm being sceptical because ultimately when Jay White won, mm. I didn't think he was going to win, right? Mm. And so in theory, maybe my brain should have gone, look, you know, it could be up for grabs. But there was just something about there was just something about it that I just didn't think. I mean, even at the end of the post-match interview, and I don't know whether it's a Japanese thing, but like Akada didn't even acknowledge White from what I saw. He oh, really? I haven't went, seen the post-match. Yeah. He just sort of went. He just sort of went. I will. I will be the next. I will take on the champion, whoever that is. Hmm. The way he done his post-match as well was like because I saw Omega's the only ever foreign G1 winner, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. Hogan, maybe Hogan. Well, I, I think Hogan won a different version of this. But yeah, I, I yeah. think, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's just maybe I've just done a bit of reading after as well. But I just thought it was quite interesting. Like he didn't even really acknowledge why it's like he actually he mentioned some other Japanese wrestlers. Just I, I don't know. I, we've had we've had these chats before about, you know, the direction that Japan like to go or don't like to go necessarily with. Uh, what foreign, is that? Should we say? Can you hear that? No. Hold on one second. I've got I've got music playing in my ears. That'll be you. One second, one second. Carry on. Where were we after that uh, awful interruption? No worries. So, yeah, we've discussed it before about the Japanese um, view on foreigners, should we say. Um, yeah. And that they've had some amazing ones over time, but how far they pushed them when they've got their own star. And Okada is, yeah, he's a superstar. And again, can we just say, I'm saying this is a must watch. But for me, I he listed like, because obviously I really liked how Osprey used finishers from people that have beaten before. Mm, yeah. And, and 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 you're right. Maybe that maybe this plays into what you just said in regards to he's got his numbers. So he's used, he can't beat him. So he, therefore he's used the moves of the people that have beat him. And that's still not worked. Because um, Kevin Kelly put a lot of in- this on like he oh he couldn't hit the one wing angel it's not his move no so no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the reason he didn't win um i just thought and, and yeah i say for me like he, he's listing all these moves list, in essence like you know he's hitting with all these things still couldn't beat him so like but i know this guy could be beaten so like you say maybe it is a case of osprey's got a number but i i, I loved it but i did finish i was gutted yeah. Um, so at the top of my sheet, I just wrote bullshit uh, <laughs> my notes because I didn't make notes during it. I just watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe I don't know. I did enjoy it, but maybe when I look back retrospectively, I'm just like, it's like they've gone right. Let's just do all the moves we possibly can do, and then we'll just how should we end it? Oh, just when we've used all our moves up, then we'll just end it. Mm. There was no like, you know, you. Osprey's hit him with some mega stuff and still not beat him. Now I know you could say because he's got his number, but come on, when you when you're hit with five different finishing moves in a row, either you're invincible or Osprey's not not up to much. Yeah, I where's, don't know, Osprey I think... go, where's Osprey go from here then? Where's he go from here? Well, this is this is interesting. So I I think that where Osprey goes is a huge match of someone from AEW at the, at the Tokyo Dome show. That's what or I think is going to happen. Leap or or. or... Do you know, does he get well? To that's the other I've thing. Not won, I've not won that. Do you know what? You don't want me to win that. 
See you later. Well, maybe, 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 maybe what we don't know is, and I don't know this, is Osprey's the contracts in New Japan would typically run Tokyo Dome to Tokyo Dome. So is Osprey's contract up in January? Right. He's not resigning. Um, I was surprised. I, I, was I felt surprised. that at the end. I felt he looked. Sorry, just at the end. I felt he looked genuinely annoyed. Yeah, I don't know because the thing is, I might be wrong. I might, maybe I maybe I'm maybe I'm falling for the acting, or maybe I'm not. Either I'm not reading into the story enough, or or not. But as I said, it was a great spectacle. But I was just like, Ugh. yeah, I it's think... unreal. I know it's to say it's unrealistic sounds silly, but I was like, you, a card, and I suppose why you wouldn't survive. I've, we've seen Osprey live. I, I know people go wrestling isn't real. I tell you what, you watch some of their moves live. Yeah, they're hurting you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's hitting five or six on the spin, you ain't getting up. I think <laughs> I, I, I haven't got... Do you know what? It's interesting. I didn't think of this at all. I haven't got too much of a problem with... Because I've I've you've seen to the Manchester vote, Omega, they hit each other with everything. And you could make an argument that, well, you know, they all should be dead from these moves. But then if you can... if you Everyone's got red lines and you can suspend your disbelief over certain things. We all pick out certain things that other people may not be that yeah, concerned yeah. with. But I do think I haven't got a big problem with, or a problem at all really, with in the story of Osprey can't beat Okada. Osprey yeah, can drive him over, drive, drive a truck over him and he can't beat him. And, I, and for whatever reason, I quite like that. And that means, I mean, you know what that means? If we get Okada and Osprey again, if Osprey had beaten him today, another Osprey and Okada match doesn't really mean much. But they can go to that for the what would be the seventh time in New Japan, one one time in uh, in Rev Pro, and that's still a massive match. I just I do wonder if if Osprey the Osprey position is if he's if he's signed with New Japan for some time. I wonder if Osprey is in the role that Kenny Omega was in 2018, where he lost to G1 um, and ultimately ended up fight, he ended up in what was really the main event of Wrestle Kingdom that year against Jericho and that first sort of kind of. Jericho's first match in Japan for years and years and years. And I wonder if Osprey and Omega is the 4th of January match. And actually, that is that surpasses whatever the title match is. Or Danielson is the other one. And again, I think that's the, that's the main event. Now, we don't know, but we're interested. And I think given what how New Japan's been over the last few, couple of years, I think that's probably not a bad position for them to be in, that we're bought into what happens next. The other thing I wanted mm. to touch on as well is... Um, there's lots of talk all the time about who's the greatest of all time. And it's very subjective. And we've each got our, you know, our thoughts on that. Um, I don't hear, I hear a lot about Will Ospreay being the best wrestler in the world. But when are we going to start talking about him? When are the public and the general wrestling population going to start talking about this, this guy's the best of all time in ring? Because this guy was probably the best flyer ever. Certainly, certainly upper, upper echelons could do everything. Now he's developed a heavyweight style where he's ultra-violent. He's selling his out of this world. He made you believe that he was annoyed at the end of that match. So, you know, yeah. whether he was or wasn't, his selling of his back during that match was phenomenal. This guy has got a body of work that you, I put up against Kazuchika Okada, Tanahashi, Toyota. He's a very different wrestler to Bret Hart and he's had much better opponents than Bret did for virtually all of his career. So that's a bit of an unfair comparison. But this guy is out of this world. At 29, he is absolutely unbelievable. And, I, and all I can hope is he stays fit and healthy of body and mind so we get to see more of it because this 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 was out of this world like this is so gonna, so high such a high level of stuff he's gonna need to uh he's gonna need to do it somewhere other than japan to be in the mix and the reason i say that is exactly this he's just lost this match when you when you think about the greatest of all time yeah he has been in amazing matches that we've witnessed and stuff but 
that was a big one lost like but does that matter like people do people i think people remember win losses don't you well people remember people remember who the champions were people remember how many belts did you, you have do, you do you remember do? who who wins and losses but i i think that okada and tanahashi have lost lots of stuff in their careers brett used to lose but they won stuff well. They won stuff as well. Will's been world champion. Yeah, yeah, but he needs to go and win. Like when he got it in Japan, didn't he? He got it stripped of it, right? He got yeah. It was it was taken up because he was injured. Yeah, which is okay, fine. But that's what he needs. He needs either them to go right. We're down with you, mate. I.e., maybe for all we know, there's going to be yeah, like you say, it goes to Wrestle Kingdom. He wins there. Bang. The year 2023 is his year. Mm. Because like you say, to be honest, from what I've seen. He's producing matches of the year every single year as a standard. If I go into a going standard. to an Osprey match and you don't get something that's five stars or must watch, it's disappointment. And that's he, he's, a, he's a level that no one else is at. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think Eden, I think Eden Ringy might be the best ever all, all time. I think in terms of promos and stuff, he's got he's got definitely got room for um, development there. But then he cut a superb promo the other night after his semi final win. So um, yeah, I hope they go with him because I feel that Okada and Jay White on top. We like Jay White. If the belt's going back to, it wouldn't be surprised me if Okada get that, gets that belt back and whites off to AEW full time. Um, again, another question mark around contract contractual status, and that, that may play into this. But again, um, you know, very unsat- unsatisfying result, but a very satisfying uh, main event. And roll on, I think yeah. it's the eighth of September, which is showing Korokan Hall, which is going to have cheering. So, and it's long overdue in Japan. Um, before we sign off, there's a couple of other bits I wanted to touch on, which was. AEW to well, last night in the States. So have you read online about CM Punk's comment about pay, Hangman Page being off? Oh, no, read, no one knew about it. Yeah, I've read that he's gone he's gone off script for that. Yeah. Yeah. So he so he's called him out for well, he's made him look a bit of a because it was at his hometown. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, you're certainly home state or home area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gone and made him look silly. Um, I thought it, 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 I don't know why it doesn't fit yeah. in with the storyline. Um, it, it so and if he's gone off piste, means it definitely doesn't fit in with the storyline because mm. ultimately you're not meant to say it. So, so therefore, like maybe they've fallen out or well, I think there's clearly some, I think there's clearly some problems there and I, I just I, I watched so this morning I didn't see I didn't see any spoilers or anything at all I watched that promo and I, I, I was like I don't get the, I didn't I tweeted I don't get I don't get, understand the page comment because I, I don't I presume that's not the direction thinking that it was going to be Moxley and Punk at the pay-per-view and someone tweeted me back and I saw that it was going to be Moxley and Punk the following week on Dynamite. Yeah, I don't I thought, know what that's all about. No, that's and, an, I, and we'll an talk about that. I can't believe they've done that. No, we'll talk about that in a second in terms of what they're, what they're doing. But then I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. So I wonder if they're doing a three-way at the pay-per-view or it's going to be Punk versus Page. Watch the rest of the show. Um, I unfortunately had to skip through some of the main events because I had to leave and go and do something. But um, I saw Omega's entrance stuff, which was great, which we'll get onto a sec- into it in a second. But then I then I heard Dave Meltzer talking about this, um, the Punk thing. And I thought, when I heard Punk's promo to start off, I was like, he's, he's done that weird comment to Page. And then he's really healing it up. Like he's re- I know they like this kind of like reality style, but he's slagging off a lot of people that are kind of um, very popular. And I thought you could get to the same place. I mean, Moxley's promo wasn't healing it up quite so much and it made him look slightly more likable than Punk. But I was like, I don't get this. He's the first time Punk's had a microphone for months and he's doing this. And, and that, that, if that comment, if, if, if we're not all being works and that was legitimately off-piste, 
And that's really, really unprofessional. And that's coming from someone that, you know, is a big CM Punk fan. But I just thought it was weird. Really, really strange. I, f- I find it very bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's all about at all. Um, no. He's clearly, he's clearly, I think before he's touched upon, he's touched at potentially going the hill direction. I just think I'd um, be mad to do that. And... Because by the end with MJF, I think people started to side with him a little bit, didn't they? Well, I think MJF was... You remember was, back to that. Yeah, I think it, Punk was still getting overwhelmingly positive, but I think MJF touched touch a few nerves with Punk. But Punk's, Punk got a huge babyface reaction when he came out last night. I just thought, I don't, don't yeah, mess really, with that. It didn't... It, didn't, it, didn't it, it, it all just felt a bit weird. And it was really weird. I, I, I quite like the... When he does the little subtle jokes, but he done a bit too many. Not subtle, yeah. but you know, like where he does the sort of WWE ones. Um, I quite like them when they're one off, but when they're that much, you know, and you're like, stop. Okay, I don't what know. Are you, I just, what are you doing? No, no, I, I completely with you. What are they going to do next week? Then is someone is is Paige going to interfere in this? Are they going to build this into storyline? Are they going to? Is that is that going to be it? I mean, I'm presuming what we're going to get if Paige is not the direction, which I don't think he is is we're going to get some sort of schmoz finish and they're still going to be on the pay-per-view. But that's an odd way to get there. Uh, you, you wonder whether Khan has, has acted and gone, right, he's gone off-piste here about Paige. I, I don't want people to think I've lost control of my dressing room. So let's go. Let's bring that match forward. Something, Paige comes in, ruins it. Free way for the thing. For the oh, time. but such a that's such a weaker match. It's a cop out, but I wonder. But I just yeah. wonder if Khan has gone. You know, because he, he might he might be like, hang on a minute, this is a bit of a test of my authority. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we saw what happened when Khan and um, when Punk did that WWE, right? People still talk about it now. Yeah. Right. Vince, Vince is, you know, yeah, okay, no, no publicity is bad publicity, but that was like, you know, Vince sort of hated that the famous pipe bomb, whatever. So you wonder if Khan's reacted and gone. Like not remember, he wouldn't have known that Meltzer was going to go and say the next day. Oh, by the way, that weren't meant to be. No, no. Karma, I just thought, right, I need to do something about that because this is not going to make sense. Do so you think so maybe that's just he's, I think that uh, no, as in he he's booked it in response to him going off. Piece yeah, I, I, I guess you could have, could have done that with the, even with the pull apart later in the show. But I, I felt like the pull apart maybe meant that that was setting up the match next week but I don't know what's going to happen now I'm interested in next week's show but I just think a baby face that's legitimately loved by the crowd is is a thing you've got to handle with great care and I think putting CM Punk in positions to be booed is not a good idea and also him himself putting himself in a position to be booed with odd comments it's going to come out it's, it's out now people just think the guy's probably a bit of a dick and he was a bit of a dick yeah. in a lot of his WWE run. And this is not a good look for him. So uh, unless unless it's all a grand, you know, WCW style work, which it could possibly be, but all very strange. Um, Omega, I, I, um, I saw bits and pieces of that match. Um, I understand from what I've heard that he was okay and that he was selling, you know, selling the, you know, the pass injuries and stuff. Um, what did you think of it? I mean, he's not, he's rusty, right? I would have thought um, so, a bit rusty, yeah. But what, but what I thought he'd done well, um, I read something earlier on, actually, someone said that often when people come back from injury, they come back and they're like, they're stacked. Mm. Yeah, you know, they're really big. Everyone's like, oh, don't they look good? They've come back and they're, they're fixed and they're a machine. And, you know, you always get that storyline, you know, like, I always remember Austin, you know, come back and say, oh, he's got a new neck, he's got this, that. Um, 
but I think what he the route he's gone for is I'm back as normal, but like he still had his arm obviously strapped up sort of yeah. thing, you know, as in I'm not it, I, in essence, I think what he's done, fair play to him, is he's probably gone, well, if I am a bit rusty, look a bit rusty straight away, I've got a ready made excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, well, it's not an excuse, by the way. It's very legitimate to be to be rusty, right? He's been out of action for over two hundred days. Yeah, he's been out a long but, time. But um I think he went for for that route. Um rumor rumor has it, from what I understand, he's just he's just waiting because apparently you know the big the big boys are turning up to the New York show, so he's yeah. just getting himself he's just getting himself ready for the the real the real uh, the real the real talent the, when yeah. the real journalists are in town. Yeah, Danny's going to be at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show. What the twenty first of September? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not yeah, sure I've ever been more jealous wait. of any of my top five. <laughs> and, I, and I'm fully aware of that, which is why I've, I'm going to use any excuse to bring it up. Yeah, that will be, will be really good. I think you're going to get all the big boys there. So. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, right, well, I hope you enjoyed this little uh, kind of bonus show. Um, we'll be back with Dan's on the next UWF show a week on Tuesday. And then obviously we've got all of our exciting stuff coming up on the weekend of Clash of the Castle and All Out. So stay tuned. Thank you very much for listening. And we should speak to you all again very soon.